This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Speak to a man who really knows how to suck the marrow out of every moment. It's uh, Professor Dion Foster. This program brought to you by SPH Kundalila, experts in surface mining solutions. Good morning to you, Dion. Always good to connect. Chilly this morning, eh? Oh, my goodness, Brad. I, I went out because I said this off air a little bit earlier for a, a little run. And, and, you know, look, I do go very slow, but I always got frozen in place. Oh, my goodness, it's cold. <laughs> it is chilly. Oh, my goodness. But uh, it was cold here in the studio. You know, one thing that I think about a lot and um, is I think about the next generation. And I'm, I'm not old by any stretch of the imagination. I've been through a lot. You know, I've lived in a time where there was no internet and there was no cell phones, you know, and there were only two TV channels. We used to play outside in the street, Dion. And I, you know, <laughs> You're so old. Uh, I know. We used to say chips when the car came and then we packed up the wickets and we moved off and then we came back and played again. <laughs> you know, those we want to say those are the good old days. And then we look at uh, the youth of today and we, we look at the fact that, uh, yes, they have a further reach. Yes, those who have something good to say, those who are standing up against injustice, those who just want to share their passion, that's an easy thing to do. But there's also more of a platform to be a victim. There's also more of a platform to be destructive. And then there are those who say, well, I'm simply going to give myself over to a video game or social media in a negative way just to try and eke my way through life. And then we ask, what's life going to be like for them? What kind of conversations are the next generations going to have? And I I know this might sound quite cynical, but I think about this a lot because I almost want to know, you know, I, I can do only so much. And what is the next generation going to be carrying forward? Is there hope? Is the church going to survive? I know these are big questions um, and it's quite noisy in my head, Dion, but these are the things I wonder about. You know, Brad, and, and I'm so glad that you think about them. Uh, I was reading uh, a letter that was written by the German pastor and theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer in uh, 1937, which was more or less around the time when Hitler was rising to power in Germany under National Socialism. And as a young Christian man, he he wrote uh, this letter. Um, And uh, the letter is entitled After 10 Years. And I really encourage our listeners, go and and Google it. It's it's quite remarkable. But one of the phrases in that letter is um, a, a phrase called uh, the hope for the coming generations. And he, he asks the question, you know, as a young person, what responsibility do I bear today to establish hope for a coming generation? Mm. Now, Brad, you, you've, you've just uh, opened it up beautifully for us this morning. I mean, I, I think about it, you know, every day I'm hearing about, you know, young people who are, are missing out on so much because of the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. You know, they can't go to school. Their, their socialization has been stunted. They, they can't be with friends. I hear about kids celebrating milestones, 13-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 21-year-olds, who can't be together with friends mm. for, for birthdays. Um, you know, we, we hear just about normal things that, you know, you and I and many others were accustomed to being able to play a game of soccer in the street or, you know, being able to, to go down to the beach for a walk. For them, that's, that's not a reality. And, and this is their life. You know, there is no do-over. The 13 that's passed is a 13 that's gone. And once your 21st has passed, you'll always remember it as, as this particular time. Yeah. And, you know, the good news is that the Scriptures give those young people and all of us who, who live have the joy of living with these young people, some advice. 
First comes to us from Ecclesiastes 11 verse 9. Now listen to this. This is, this is a, 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 a sort of part of the wisdom literature. It's, it's saying, think a little bit about life beyond this, because this will pass in five years, three years, two years, you know, we will return to some form of normal. And, and how we live today, the wisdom with which we deal with hardship today, will determine how we live our lives in the future. So in the wisdom literature, we hear this, Ecclesiastes 11, verse 9, Rejoice, young person, in your youth, mm. and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Now, that is good advice. It's, it's good advice to say, let, let what God has placed within me be the source of my my joy and my cheer, and and don't let me become too dependent on those external things. You know, Brad, I'm sure you've seen it, particularly as someone who works in, in the industry that you do, and, and I've certainly seen it in, in, in my line of work, that some people externalize their joy. They look for their joy in drugs, in fame, in sex, in, in alcohol, and the externalization of joy always only leads heartache and hardship. So, mm-hmm. so the first thing that I want to say to our young people and to parents and grandparents who are building into young people is help them to find the joy of their youth in their hearts. Build them up. Remind them that they are beautiful. Uh, tell them that they, are, that they are God's gift to the community and to the family. Re- remember the day on which they were born and, and, and how you rejoiced and mm-hmm. gave thanks. And, and even when they're a little bit sulky and belligerent, <laughs> Remember that. But then for the young people, Timothy uh, uh, gets this advice from Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. that says, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Now, Brad, this one always strikes me. You know, a couple of times a year, I, I teach my third year and second year students about remarkable persons who lived very courageous and ethical lives. And amongst them are people like Nelson Mandela, Robert Sibukwe, the the Methodist lay preacher who was the founder of the PAC, Uh, Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu, Mother Teresa. You know, all of these persons, and the one thing I constantly remind them of is that those people weren't born heroes. They weren't born giants in the faith. They were born just like every one of us, they lived ordinary lives, just like every one of us. They had to wake up and brush their teeth and make their lunch and make their bed and <laughs> interact with their families. And, yeah. But something in their lives set them apart. Something about faithfulness, something about courage, something about the choices that they made when they were younger brought them to a place where eventually people looked at them and said, that's a life I want to emulate. Mm. That's someone that I want to be like. And, and I think this is a very important thing for young people and for those of us like me who are a little more mature to hold on to. And that's to say that greatness in the kingdom of God doesn't come from great individual acts. It comes from momentary acts of faithfulness. It comes from living in the way in which Timothy gets this advice from, from Paul, from being believers in the Word, from living a life of good conduct, from being a person who is filled with love, who lives in the Spirit, who acts in faith, and whose life is pure. Yeah. So can I say to the young people uh, today, we, our hearts break with you for the many, many challenges that you face. Um, many of you, I know, are really struggling with, with places to study, with access to equipment and data, with, with 
safety, with with the opportunities to thrive. Many of you are, are, are struggling with hunger. You worry about your families and yourself. But I want to ask you, please, recognize the gift that God has made you to be and live to the fullness of that. Let your joy come from within your heart. And as you live that out, I can guarantee you that God will add God's power to your hands and you will see your life and the lives around you blessed and changed because of your faithfulness. What a powerful and beautiful uh, thing to hear. And I hope as a young person tuned in right now or somebody with a young person in the home, go and relay this message, go and uh, download this podcast and uh, go and listen to it again and share it with somebody. We've still got a, a moment together, Dion. You know, uh, often the little saying that did the rounds in our generation and the one before that, children should be seen and not heard. You know, you, you grow up to believe you don't have a voice and what you say isn't important. Even if you're a youngster, you know, even just bringing your personality and your way of viewing things, even if maybe you're not as eloquent as an older brother or sister or as an adult, to have that platform to just be you and to grow up conf- being confident with your voice, you know, in, in what it is that you think and how you translate that into something that you want to say. Brad, absolutely. And, and you know, the one thing I want to just add to what you're saying, I think you're so spot on. And, and I particularly want to say to our sisters, you know, there's, there's a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, uh, author who writes about this. Um, her name is Carol Gilligan. Mm. She wrote a beautiful book called In Her Voice. And uh, particularly to say to young women, to girls, um, you know, our society has a way of silencing girls and women's voices. We, we tell girls and women how they should behave, what they should look like, you know, not to be uppity, don't talk back. You know, we, mm. we, we place these social expectations and judgments upon them. But I want to say, please, sisters, please, young girls, uh, mothers, um, wives, if the Lord has given you a voice, use it. I mean, of course, all of us will do that with respect, and, and but, but for the men also to say, please don't, don't silence your daughters, don't silence your wives, don't silence your sisters. Uh, you know, I can tell you, Brad, and I'm yeah. sure <laughs> the same has been true for you, some of the truest lessons I've learned have come from my wife giving me a loving word in truth, <laughs> or my daughter making an observation, and, uh, and, and the world needs to hear those voices, I think, more than ever. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.